0: There are people coming into the United States across our border from more than 150 countries across the entire globe. If she solves the problem in those three countries, which we know she can't, that means there's still more than 147 other countries to go.
1: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yes, indeed. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Welcome to the show. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Stayed up a smidge late last night to watch uh, Greg Abbott, our governor, uh, with Donald Trump on the Hannity Show. And, you know, I, God, I miss Trump. Christy, you miss Trump? God, I miss Trump. And you, you look at the disaster uh, that the past two weeks have been for Joe Biden. I mean, he's embarrassed himself on a number of occasions. Uh, the whispering weirdness a couple of times, n- not the least of which. And, you know, I know a lot, some of you, if you're a puke, you're going to think I'm being a total hack right now, but, you know, Trump, yeah, I, for four years, all I heard is he's not presidential, he's not presidential. He's damn presidential. <laughs> he was damn presidential last night. He's a man, of, he's, he's, a, he's a dude in command of himself. You know uh, and you look at Biden and Biden's a mumbling, stumbling idiot and uh, and Trump man, and he laid it out. Uh, he said exactly what all of us were thinking, which was his policies on the border with the asylum stuff, you know, you got to keep your ass in Mexico until your court date. You got to stay there had uh, and plus uh, you know uh, uh, tougher border policies uh, along with the wall, you know, this stuff was not going on. And he laid it out, You just heard the audio, Uh, Biden didn't have to to do a damn thing. He said he he could have gone to the beach. (laughs) But, you know, the overall point is, had Biden just left it alone, you know, we would not have any crisis at the border right now. And you know obviously there 's reasons uh, and we enumerate these on a, on a number of occasions on this show on where Rama Trey does it on five hundred fifty KTSA morning news that much of this was politically motivated as far as rolling back the trump era uh, border policies uh, and and twofold in the in the uh, uh, the reasoning behind it first off you got to undo donald trump 's legacy one of the first things. Uh, well, if you think about that first week that Biden was president, what did he spend most of his time doing? Signing executive actions, rolling back Trump policies. And I mean across the board. Uh, you know, got us back into the Paris uh, Climate Accord. Uh, you know, he wants to get us back into the Iran deal. Uh, he rolled back the, the border policies of the Trump era. So the first reason was you got to erase that guy's uh, legacy as much as possible and as quickly as possible. As far as the border, I think there's another motivation, which is they want to cheat the next election. And one of the ways you cheat the next election, well, they want to flip some states like Texas. So what do you do? You flood the country with people that you're going to give the right to vote to at some point. Dangling free health, stuff like free health care and driver's licenses in front of their faces. Dangle, dangle, dangle. You know, giving them, giving them stinking t shirts at the border. And the, the idea is to change the voting dynamic in this country and to flip certain states that are now red uh, to blue. And the, the biggest one they want to flip is right here, man. You're sitting in it, Texas. And, and, I, and, I, and, you know, guys like Ron DeSantis understand this, which is why a lot of states have sent uh, some of their own folks, their own, their own uh, guardsmen down to uh, Texas to help us out, resources, because they know eventually this problem comes to them, comes to their doorstep. Uh, you know, I, I posted last night, Greg Abbott is a badass, and it's interesting how you, how the different mixed reviews you get on such a statement. Uh, some folks think he's running for president. Some folks think he, uh, believe he's pandering. You know what? I, I don't care. Either way, he's taking care of business here in Texas. He's taking care of business here in Texas. Okay? If you vandalize the wall or hop the wall, the, the, the penalties are steeper. Uh, you know, if you're caught breaking the law and you're here illegally, your your, your ass is going to get busted in Texas. And I think he's, whatever you think his motivations are, he's doing it. Whatever you think his motivations are, he's doing it. Because he has to. Because the federal government doesn't care and wants this to happen. Look, I'm whispering like Joe Biden. The federal government doesn't care, champ. They want this to happen. You got a cute daughter. You know, there you go that's a guy I got sitting in the white house right now or probably probably laying down actually after some cookies and milk you know a little little uh, back muscle rub you know with some lanocaine or something like that some geritol <laughs> <laughs> so you know it was great seeing uh, and trump first off trump also knows his impact and uh, Trump, you know, again, his policies worked, and he just wanted to, and plus he knows that wherever he goes in public, that he is going to be covered to a certain extent. He, he, they tried to block it out completely on MSNB Puke yesterday by talking about his COVID uh, days and corruption allegations and things of that nature, mentioning he was in Texas here and there, but baby, everybody knows he was there. And everybody knows, who, who lives in this part of the world especially, everyone knows it's a problem. It's real world here. And, yeah, man, I was just missing him. I was missing Trump, man. Because <laughs> right now we have a freaking disaster going on on so many different levels. What do you think? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 599 5555 Were you happy Trump went to the border? Do you think he was showboating? What do you think? Here's uh, Rick. Rick, how you doing?
0: There was no showboating at all that I saw. I watched the entire thing. Right. Um, he's very presidential, and he just has an error about him that just spells out presidential. And he knows the answers and what the fixes are to the problems that we have, and it's called standing up for yourself. Mm. And What I don't understand is why the Republicans don't pass a bill that says, if you're not born here, you can't vote here. And you could get Manson and Cinema, I think, to back that bill with the Republicans, and then you would have the majority, and that bill should pass, correct?
1: You mean if you're not born here, you shouldn't be able to vote here?
0: Correct. All these son of a
1: guns coming across the border. Well, I, yeah, but I know, I but know uh, I agree with you. But then you also have to deal with folks who go, come here and they go through the process of legal immigration. They become legal, naturalized citizens, and you you wouldn't want to well, d- deny them the re- business, right to vote. Right to vote here. But right. I'm talking
0: about the ones that are coming across the border now. There's no way that when it comes election time that right. they'll be. You know,
1: I don't know how they do People keep asking me, how do illegals vote? And I've said, I don't know exactly, but I know that they want them to. And I think what you do is you fast-track the path to citizenship for those folks. So people get here illegally, all right? They hop the border or whatever. And for them, you give them an easier path to citizenship plus things like free health care drivers licenses all the benefits of being a citizen before they're actually citizens and then you fast track them into being citizens and then what are they who are they going to vote for i think that's the idea
0: vote for the democrats but what i want to know is why is it that biden and kamala harris can circumvent the law and not be impeached about it
1: I don't know. <laughs> they, they tried to impeach Donald Trump a couple of times for doing nothing. So, you know, it's, it's mystifying. I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call. I'm just getting low on time. I, I don't know. They're, they're corrupt. That's the long and short answer. They're corrupt scumbags. And I've been saying this for a few days now. And if you're a Democrat, I don't know how you could disagree with what I'm about to say. Why do you guys always have to cheat? You know why the left always have to cheat in this country, whether it's using the pandemic, whether it's bringing in illegals to uh, eventually uh, uh, have them vote for you, uh, whether it's ballot harvesting, uh, whether it's federal law they're trying to get passed that would basically federalize all elections in America, okay, uh, it, w- whatever. Why do you guys always have to cheat? You know why? Because you can't sell your policies and agenda on their own merits. You can't do it. You can't sell the gun thing. You can't sell the climate change thing. You can't sell any of that crap, the green new, any of that crap. You cannot sell that stuff and argue that stuff on its own merit. And so that's why they always got to find a way, man. They always And the midterms are coming up. And, baby, they're going to try to put the cheat in there as well. It's absolutely what it is. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Sorry. FM 1071. Hey, hey, hey. He's going home today. You know, there's so much weird crap to talk about today. The Bill Cosby thing was a bit of a surprise. But I, I guess you know they they screwed up. <laughs> you you got to get your ducks in a, in a row, man. When you putting a celebrity away, and uh, what was it? I, I, I'm a little foggy. I guess they, uh, they 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 had an agreement with him for testimony in a civil case. Prosecutor said he wouldn't prosecute. I promise. I promise. And then I guess another prosecutor came in and prosecuted him. Uh, there's a lot of witness testimony or or testimony from folks who weren't involved in this precise case. And they screwed up. And so, on that technicality, uh, he was, uh, he was set free yesterday. And I, you know, the thing about Bill Cosby, and I said this earlier this morning, is that the left have hated his stinking guts for about 20 years. He started hating, uh, Bill Cosby's stinking guts. When he started talking about the family unit, the responsibility of young black men to be parents to their children, when he started being critical of his own community, the left in this country turned on him in a heartbeat, man. And they've hated his stinking guts ever since. Now, the allegations about him being kind of creepy with women have actually also been around for a while, though. So as far as what he's guilty of and what he's not guilty of, I, I, don't know. I don't know. But I do know that he also was swept up. And maybe one of the reasons you saw mistakes that were made legally that now have led to his release, he was scooped up in the Me Too movement. And I think a lot of folks on the left saw an opportunity to take Bill Cosby down during the uh, the the uh, the the height of the Me Too movement, and that's precisely what happened. And that the, the most disturbing thing about the times in which we live is that seriously, we do have the best legal system on planet Earth, as it's designed. As it's designed, we have the best legal system in the world because of things like presumption of innocence. Uh, you know, you, 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 (laughs) there are certain rules you have to follow. It's actually a very complicated and difficult process to convict someone. It's not to come up with a grand jury, but to actually convict somebody and send their ass to jail is not an easy process by design. Right? Uh, other uh, countries around the world have much lower standards for what makes a person innocent or guilty in the eyes of the court. The problem with our we don't have a problem with our system right now. What we have a problem with is uh, a very often populist movements, uh, uh, public opinion are able to have an actual impact on how a case is decided and who goes to jail and who doesn't. And I don't know that you could have convicted. And well, absolutely, you actually nobody did. Could you have convicted Bill Cosby at any other time? Could you have convicted Bill Cosby without the Me Too movement? Probably not. Because he settled out of court, or he settled in the civil case with the woman who ended up becoming the centerpiece of the criminal uh, prosecution. And I, I don't believe Bill Cosby would have been prosecuted if the Me Too movement were rocking and rolling, as it were. And you couple that with the fact that a lot of people on the left hate his guts once he started being critical of his own community. Two, am I right or wrong? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Alex.
0: Hi, good morning. Thank hey, you for hey, taking my call. What's
1: going on, man?
0: You know, listen. I'm sure a lot of people saw it because I couldn't believe it, but then I could when he was going through his process in court they had him walking with a walking cane they had him with a walker and he's falling forward look at yesterday he well he's
1: a dude in his 80s with, man
0: with nothing man what a well or, no good day. all right
1: thank you. okay well i again i whether he he's guilty or not guilty i i don't know but you know as far as the walking feebly going into court you know he was going into court <laughs> People, you know, and coming out, I guess he, I didn't see him coming out actually. I guess he, they said he looked, uh, he wasn't walking with a cane or anything like that. But, you know, that notwithstanding, uh, could you have put him in jail without the Me Too movement? I say no. And just because you look at the mistakes that were made, they didn't believe those mistakes would undo it, or they didn't think about it, or they didn't have the foresight. I don't know. It's weird. But, you know, then I started to think about Fat Albert, you know, because we all, if you're my age, if you're a dude, a woman, a man, or whatever, in your 50s, you remember Saturday mornings with Fat Albert, don't you? I wonder if, like, dudes when they walk by his cell would do that. Do you know when you think about it? That show could never get on the air now. You would never, ever get Fat Freakin' Albert on the air today as a cartoon for kids on so many different levels. First off, the main character is Fat Albert. <laughs> you know, he's a big fat guy. You know, body image issues, body shaming, Fat Albert. And, you know, all the other characters, uh, you know, were kind of uh, stereotypically weird. You know, they all had a weird thing about him, right? Right. He the the Albert. Remember that guy? Yeah. He the Albert. He like You wouldn't do that now. Except for Rudy, he
2: was pretty fly.
1: Rudy, oh, Rudy was the guy with the yeah, pink hat. Yeah, you kinda know, like, yeah. let's face it, he dressed kind of like a pimp. You know, he had the pink would, hat. And
2: the... when they would do the musical numbers, he's the only one that played an actual instrument. <laughs> what did he play? I can't yeah, remember. He had a guitar. Oh, that's right. And everybody he did. else was like, like playing garbage cans. You know. <laughs> that's Someone right. Someone was playing bass. Oh, Rudy a had a page. guitar. And Rudy's right. got himself a
1: guitar. You know, I always wondered about the guy who had the stocking cap over his head with his eyes poking oh, out. Dumb Donald. Dumb Donald. Yeah. You'd never get Dumb Donald on the air today. Hey, 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 fat Albert! Hey, hey, hey. Isn't that how we talks? <laughs> yeah. With the hat? Hey, hey, hey fat, Albert. hey, fat Albert! You wouldn't get that crap on the air now. Oh, well. Bill's eating some pudding somewhere in his own home. <laughs> you have to wonder, like, if dude's in the cell, on the cell block. Blah, blah. Hey, Cosby, do fat Albert, or you ain't gonna eat today, you know? <laughs> no tray for you if you don't do fat Albert. Will you stop touching me? <laughs> many times he's like he's miserable he's in his 80s he's in jail his entire reputation is in tatters you know and he's probably still got to do the voices from Fat Albert just to get food (laughs) not get beaten up you know Uh, And dude's walking by his cell block all the time going (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Coke and a smile <laughs> to go home today Coke <laughs> and a smile <laughs> sleeping in my own bed today <laughs> That's the worst Bill Cosby invitation I've ever done in my life Right. While <laughs> I
2: was gone Camille rearranged the house And I can't find nothing
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> That's a good one actually.
2: I went to the fridge to get a pudding pop.
1: <laughs> and there was none left. Oh. Bill, you talking to yourself again? <laughs> I didn't think you was ever coming home. <laughs> I put stuff where I wanted it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to hell. <laughs> 210-599-5585. Yes, Warden. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I keep seeing Bill Cosby in like scenes from, from the Shawshank Redemption, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could be fun. I've been in these pro here for 30 years now.
2: Instead of working in the library and he's in the arts and crafts room. <laughs> Today we're gonna do picture pages.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 210 That's a great bill, Cosby. <laughs> Thank you. And we're back. Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, 941. And uh, this is one messed up story, man. I'm about to lay on y'all. I'm going to lay it on you. I didn't know about this until uh until I heard Trey talking about it. I looked it up on Faithwire. The story that comes to us from the Iowa standard, you know, Ulfta. You betcha. That's what makes the story even more bizarre, is that this, this happened. When I when Trey first started describing the story, I thought well, it's gotta be California, right? No, it's dim it's outside of Des Moines. Or if you're from Jersey, Des Moines is It's a public pool in a small city called Pella, Iowa. Okay, Uh, outside of Des Moines. And I used—I lived. I was laughing because I I used to live in Des Moines or outside of Des Moines, little a little a little town called Altoona, Altoona, Iowa. You know, right outside of Des Moines. Because actually, my entire stinking family is from Iowa. Iowa Norwegians. Uh, So here we have a small town called Pella, in uh, in Iowa the hawkeye state where i guess and i, I didn't know this but I, I don't follow the news out of iowa very closely cuz most of it involves corn stalks and bridges but uh they i guess they have a law in the books where you know you you if you're in any public uh, place you can you know, i guess in swimming pools especially you can wear the bathing suit according to your identity right cuz the trannies are on the march man and so, June 16th, we have uh, a public pool outside of Des Moines. And a biological female who identifies as a dude shows up wearing dude swimming trunks and nothing up top, man. Got the girls hanging out. People are looking, people are shocked. Oof, da. Look at that young lady walking around like a dude with her boobs hanging out, and uh you know probably the most exciting thing that's happened in Pella in a long time and so <laughs> I grew up with people talking to me like that, okay, and so uh you know the general manager the people start complaining. And the manager says, there's nothing I can do because uh, I guess somebody initially approached this person and said, hey, can you cover those up? Or, hey, what you doing there? And said, well, there's state law that says uh, a biological female can, uh, uh, or people can wear at public swimming facilities. The clothing that they identify with, and, uh, she said, cause it's a, it's a chick, but she's identifying as a dude, but that's still a chick. Well, you know, you know, I'm not, well, I'll cover up when you tell all these other guys to cover up too, Mr. Man. What's the wrinkle in the story? The wrinkle in the story, she's a 16 year old girl. So you have a minor walking around, a female miner walking around a swimming pool in a town outside of Des Moines, topless, and you, legally you can't do anything about it. And also, you know, you're, you, you've put everybody at that pool in a very dicey position because this is a half-naked miner. So even something as simple as taking a picture uh, to show evidence of the incident, is what? Child porn. So, you know, again, there's nothing you can do. So you got a 16-year-old walking around, 16-year-old female, identifying as a dude walking around uh, topless, and uh, you can't do anything because of state law. And also, you know, if if, if you cast your eyes upon this person, in a sense, you, you might be breaking other laws involving minors. So, I mean, that's a crazy little story, yeah? oof Yeah, it really is. And, you know, and this is what pisses me off about these kinds of stories. Okay, it's like the dude, where was that, Chris, out in California, he goes to the women's spa, and he's got, you know, he's, he's identifying as a woman, so he's naked, got it all hanging out there. Couldn't do anything there either because of their state law. What's screwed up about these cases is that, you know what, most people aren't this, gay or straight. Uh, I know uh, quite a few gay people who hate this stuff. Because these individuals are trying to make a spectacle of themselves to have a controversial outcome of some kind. Whether that is a legal outcome where they can sue somebody, or they get their moment of celebrity and fame... But they're doing it for some other reason other than, I gotta be me, you know, honestly. But isn't that messed up, man? Because what do you do? These laws are insipid. You know, they really are. They're just insipid. They're trendy. They're not well thought out. And again, these kinds of laws, as far as the access that individuals have based upon their sexual identities... The one thing none of these laws ever takes into consideration are the rights of everybody else. Because in this, at this one public pool where there were kids, I'm sure, and families, their rights didn't matter at all. Only one person's rights mattered, and that's not how this country is supposed to work. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Aaron, hang on through the break. We'll come back and talk to you 210 uh, 5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean, 210 599 We were talking about the very bizarre case in Iowa, for God's sake, where uh, you had a teenager who, as a female, identifies as a dude going to a public swimming pool where there are families, all with funny accents, you know, drinking pop, and uh and because uh she identifies as a dude, she's topless and she's sixteen. And, and you know, again, what I don't like it's kinda like the, the, the chick with the uh the hammer throw the thing there, the third winner third place winner, the bronze winner, who made the the moment all about her and her being upset about the national. <laughs> Meanwhile, the first place winner, I think her name was Deanna Price. Broke the record, for the American record for hammer throwing. Like almost 300 feet she tossed that thing, man. You don't hear anything about that because it was all about what's your name in her little moment. You know, this this young lady uh, at the swimming pool, the fact that there were families there with their kids trying to have a fun time in the summer, doesn't matter her little moments what mattered. I, I don't know her. I don't know anything about her beyond what I've read in the, in the news article from the Iowa Register, you know. Yeah, betcha. Uh, you know, I, I but you, you obviously because of the situation it was all about her, right, Chris? It's all about her. Everybody wants to be famous. It's all about me. It's like the chick with the sign at the Tour de France. You know, I mean, that's where we are. You know, growing up, we were always told that the me generation were were the 70s, right? That that was the me generation. No, you're living in the me generation. This is truly the me generation because it's all about me and what I deserve and what I want. To hell with everybody else. If there is one thing about the times in which we live that truly depresses me, it's that. I mean, you know, when I I allow things like the state of the world to depress me, it's because everybody's in it for themselves. It's like these random attacks on people, like this post office worker, guy pushing sixty. My uncle was a postman. You know, I mean, he's 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 just delivering the mail to people in New York City. A couple of dudes on dirt bikes pull up and they beat the crap out of him for no reason, for no reason. Not that it's any better when there's a reason. But that's really, really where we are. We are soul sick as a nation. We are soul sick. And and I'm not say I'm not putting myself on Mount Olympus and saying that I'm any better off or more evolved than anybody else, because I'm certainly not. I have my me moments all the time. Where it's all about me. Look at me. It's all about me. But you know what Charles Bukowski said? Uh, if you feel like you're losing your soul, it means you still have one to lose. And I, you know, I really think we need some kind of spiritual re- renaissance or revolution in America. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen because fewer and fewer people are, are actually, uh, you know, members of a faith community of any kind. Fewer and fewer young people, certainly. Uh, for the first time in this country, uh, we, you know, the folks attending. Church on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or participating in a faith community or a Christian community or whatever you want to call it are the lowest they've ever been in this country. But I really do, and Trey and I talk about this all the time, and he and I may have theological differences, but we do agree on that, that what is needed right now is a return to God, is a return to faith, is a return to spirituality, whatever that is for you. Uh, or, you know, who that is for you or how that is for you. You know, because you, you cannot be in a spiritual walk, and I don't care what your religion is, you cannot be in a spiritual walk and be selfish. It's impossible by the nature of the definition of spirituality, which is recognizing that there is something that connects us all together. Whether you call that the love of Jesus or you call that the force, you know, it's that. And that's what is needed right now, I believe. So pray. Just pray. 210 599 5555. 210 Going to take a little break. We'll be right back on News Talk 550 KTSA.
0: The most watched cable
2: news host has been stating for the last several nights that the NSA has been monitoring his communications. And amazingly, the NSA has issued a statement
0: that is so couched, it is functionally an admission.
1: Sean Reimer, 9-11, till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Now well, he's right. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Old Tucker ain't going to let it go, you know, Chris. Yeah, old Tucker ain't going to let that go, though. And what, 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 what we're talking, I I, we're going to talk about some other stuff here in a second, including uh, the death of uh, Donald Rums, Rumsfeld, Rums, Rumsfeld. Sorry, Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, yeah, Tucker Carlson announced, uh, you know, a few nights ago that uh, he had pretty verifiable uh, evidence that uh, the NSA was reading his texts and his personal emails. A uh, whistleblower, somebody from within that agency, got in touch with him. And said they were doing this uh, with the idea of taking him out, you know finding something embarrassing, uh, to get him off the air and ruin his life, which is how that side of things operates. Uh, and uh, Tucker's fairly convinced of this because the guy, the whoever I don't know if it's a guy or a woman, read the emails back to him, and these are emails and communications that only Tucker Carlson and the recipient would have known about. NSA, and uh, he's been re- he's got some uh, freedom of information uh, requests into the NSA, the National Security Agency, which is uh, uh, basically an espionage group. Uh, they're are a data collection uh, community in that they, they uh, th- and this was their response to his request. Also, Jen Psaki said the same thing that, well, no, they're international. They're just you know spying on people overseas. Can't, I can't lose the Iowa accent now since uh, the Des Moines story. Uh, and I, I, I told you yesterday, I grew up with a guy whose dad, you know, worked for the NSA. And, yeah, allegedly that's what they do is they're looking at communications from other countries. Uh, they're looking at publications from other countries. Uh, anything that is considered an enemy state, they're looking at everything that comes out of that country. So they're, they're not field agents like James Bond or, you know, that kind of a thing, or even Jack Ryan or whatever the hell, like the CIA. They're, these are uh, it, data collection folks. We used to call them spooks. You know, they're people that, that quietly listen and monitor and analyze information, communications. But uh, we do know uh, in a couple of cases uh, they were uh, spying on Americans. And the way they did this, uh, Obama expanded uh what you could request a FISA warrant for, and it included something called metadata. You probably remember this. I'm not going to go through the whole thing as I did yesterday. But essentially it gives you or gives the NSA the ability, if they get one of these warrants, to scoop up, if you will, information and communications from American citizens if they're communicating with some actor overseas, some person that they're interested in overseas. So that's how they get around the whole, we're not supposed to spy on Americans thing. And apparently they're doing this to Tucker Carlson. And the response has been just that. The explanation is, well, no, we only look at international. But they didn't specifically, and this is what the dude meant about couching the response, they didn't specifically say, no, we're not listening or monitoring or reading your emails or texts or communications, which is what he asked. These are strange damn times on planet Earth, man, strange damn times. Now, Donald Rumsfeld passed yesterday, and uh, a controversial character, no matter who you are. Uh, You know, uh, some folks like me, and I I think Trey would agree, we talked about it earlier, that, you know, we're we're not, we wouldn't support or don't support every single thing the man did as far as his choices in, in government. Uh, but as a person, you know, a pretty decent guy. Uh, I've always thought of him as a very deeply literate and intellectual man with an amazing command of history and of philosophy and language. Uh, and uh, bar none, the man loved his country, and believed in his country, and believed that everything he did was good for this country. Um, I never met him myself, but I have a lot of friends who did because he had a house in St. Michael's, Maryland, uh, which is about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes from where my parents lived on the eastern shore of Maryland. A lot of guys that worked in in government in D.C. had vacation homes that they eventually retired to in places like St. Michael's, Maryland and Oxford, Maryland, uh, along Chesapeake Bay. And so he was a very well-known citizen of St. Michael's who showed up to a lot of local restaurants of which there's like three in St. Michael's. You know, it's a very small. <laughs> His bay. options were limited. Yeah, it's a very small bayside town. You know, uh, uh, very historic, and and he had a place right there off the main drag. And so he, you know, my ex-wife used to work at a at a restaurant. Actually, I had an ex-wife and an ex-girlfriend that worked at the same restaurant. I'll, that's a story for another day.
2: Right, well, but, now you're down to two restaurants in town that town.
1: There, there you is, go. Is but he would, you know, would frequent. It was a very good seafood restaurant. He would frequent this place quite often. And everybody right. said he was a very nice and very polite man. In fact, I've seen several photographs today uh, from old friends from that part of the world uh, showing that you know he let me take a picture with him. He was here for lunch or what have you.
2: Yeah, I met him at uh, Fort Sam. Oh yeah. Years back, he'd written a book, and um, he was doing a book signing at the at the at the at the base right so we went over to interview him um i went over there were a couple of tv people hanging around and um he was a little late arriving and he walked in and um i was standing next to brent boulder who used to do this oh, yeah, music yeah. mm-hmm. who also had no hair and so <laughs> we're standing there and we're talking back and forth and rumsfeld comes in and asked if we were related <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man they like no yeah, we right. go to the same barber. You know? I, I heard he had kind of a, a funny little sense of humor there. Yeah. Well, it was it, unexpected. It, People would not expect him to say something funny, but he would say something funny.
2: He came in and he just exuded this confidence.
1: Yeah, you know, and
2: it wasn't like it wasn't arrogance or anything. It no. was just you know very confident, you know, intelligent right. man. Um, and he, we were going to interview him, but he hadn't eaten yet. And he was really hungry, and he said, you all I'll do the interviews He was making himself a sandwich off to the side. <laughs> he gets, he makes himself a sandwich, and he gets a little bag of Lay's potato chips or whatever. <laughs> and, he, and he sits down at the table, and we're all kind of standing off to the side waiting. And he saw my, I was using my phone to take pictures. My right. phone I had at the time, the case... Was actually the cover of Abbey Road by the Beatles. Oh, wow. Beatles, and, right. and, and he was fascinated by that for whatever reason. So we talked about that for a bit and then he invited me to sit down and it was, y- you go into these things sometimes with somebody of that stature, hearing what you hear. Right. And you, this is going to be intense. Right. You know, I'm ready to go, whatever. Let's slug it out with Rumsild if we have to. Right. But he was the kindest guy. Right. You know, wow. and, and, and asked about, you know, how I ended up here and when, and things of that nature. So, yeah. That's
1: people. Fascinating. Well, people of that stature, you do, you kind of brace yourself for, are they going right. to be arrogant? Are they going to be a jerk? Yeah. Entitled, what have you? you no, know, this was a
2: powerful guy at one point. Yeah, a very know? powerful and, guy. And, and so, you just think, well, you know, these, usually you run across these guys who get to that position and they're absolute jerks. Right. You know? Um, but not at all. You know, in spite of how you feel about him politically or personally, I found him on that day, to be extremely cordial, and 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 we had a great conversation. We talked about his book, and you know, shook hands, took a picture, and that was that. So,
1: well, don't you find that one of the markers of somebody who is genuine at that level is when they show a interest in you right. and your yeah. life and what yeah. you're about? Yeah. You know, like, hey, how's your day going? Or hey well, how, what's up but, you know, I mean that that that's kind of a hallmark I've always felt yeah. of folks who were genuine human beings. He, he noticed that beings.
2: I he noticed I added some index cards stuffed in my breast pocket of my right. shirt. Um and apparently that's something he does with everything. He'll he'll carry index cards with him in his <laughs> wow. breast pocket and he'll make notes to himself. Right. Things that he thinks about. You know, right. And just, uh, you know, put them back in there. And he was showing me his stack of index <laughs> cards that he's got in his pocket, too. So that's
1: great. Yeah.
2: That's it a it great was a, story. it was a positive experience. And, right. You know, and again, like I said, you, you know, you see him on TV conducting himself the way he did and you realize, well, he had to. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, it was, it's a, that's an intense job that he had. Mm, so, absolutely. But I, great guy.
1: I've heard that from as far, you know, and it, you, from folks that interact with other folks of stature of that stature, you know, you their their memories come forward pretty quickly and fairly honestly, you yeah. know, and especially right. if they're a, if they are a jerk, right? Oh, because you don't forget that stuff either. No,
2: I've plenty of those. Yeah, I do.
1: I got more okay. of those. I mean, yeah. especially with politicians,
2: I've got some index cards on those guys too.
1: <laughs> but every consistently everything I've heard from folks who have interacted who interacted with him said that he was a genuinely nice and decent guy. Mm-hmm. You know uh and i the, the the memory that i always have uh because i i was back there during 911 and knew the areas where 911 happened fairly well uh and and as i've said You know, very often the eastern shore of Maryland is uh, not only a vacation spot, a retirement spot for a lot of folks in D.C. and Northern Virginia and and the power brokers of of our government. That's where they end up, you know. And uh, uh, I'll never forget, uh, you know, after the Pentagon got hit, the shots and the video of Rumsfeld, you know, they could have shuffled him off to a safe room or gotten him the hell out of there. And he was actually helping, you know, pull people out of the rubble and carrying stretchers and things like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, that is not the again the the hallmark of an arrogant person. No,
2: we, uh, it, it turned out he and I had a couple uh, a couple of people that were acquaintances. Oh, really? Uh, one of his right hand men when he was at the Pentagon was a guy named Jim Cederly, mm-hmm. who was uh, a commander in the uh, in the Navy. Jim, I believe he's now the athletic director at the University of Maine. So he would come in and do. You know, do, do little bits on the radio show that I used to do up oh, wow. there, and I got the moment I, I just kind of tossed the name out there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to, you know, spill the beans too much. But
1: well, what I, you know, and this is, I, and just to mention because one of the things I think why a lot of the power brokers in D.C. end up in that part of the world when they're kind of done, when they're finishing up, and I'm talking about Chesapeake Bay area, is that a lot of those small towns are very protective of celebrities that live there you know what i mean right and people would say that like you don't you don't talk about don rumsfeld when he comes in you don't make a big deal out of it eric clapton used to uh, dock his boat there and he'd show up all the time and it's very protective of that i think that's why they like going to live there yeah so anyway uh two ones well and when i get back i want to talk we'll take a break when i get back i want to talk about you know some of the other reactions we've heard from folks concerning the death of uh, the passing of Don Rumsfeld. 210 uh, 599 It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Talking about the passing of Donald Rumsfeld, former Secretary of Defense. Very controversial figure on uh, one level but uh, a pretty decent guy on uh, uh, on the rest of it. Uh, let's go to Richard. Richard, how you doing, man?
0: Hey there, Sean. Pretty Hi. good. Pretty good. Uh, I need to preface this. I usually agree with you about 98% of the time, but on this one, i got to split the rug with you. Okay. Uh, I never met the man personally, and I was neutral on him, never really thought anything about him until the night of shock and awe. And that's when me and him split the rug because uh, – that participation in the Iraq War is totally false, based on lies and rumors, and I I just won't forgive the man for what him and two or three other guys convolved to do.
1: As far as uh, going into Iraq, that's correct. Right. Well, and, and, I, and I can't argue with you. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to argue with you on that point. Uh, you know, but I, I there there is you can separate. I believe, you know, what somebody chooses to do professionally and, you know, and, and who they are uh, in person. So that's what Don and I were doing, is kind of discussing. And, and Trey was doing it earlier as well. And I appreciate the call, just kind of discussing, you know, our personal recollections, if you will. Um, whether you loved him or you hated him, okay, I the, the, the tap dancing on someone's grave when they die, is, is something that I, I just have never been a fan of in any way, shape, or form. It's not something I do. But, you know, you look at some of the responses. May he kick rocks for eternity. Well, by, or bye-bye, said somebody else. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's pretty, uh, let's see. Say what you want about the man. It's pretty wild that Donald Rumsfeld already found a job in hell. Now, the thing is, all of the people I just quoted are journalists. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I, 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 the, the tap dancing on the grave thing is, uh, is something I think is very low behavior. Even, you know what? Even if you're justified or you feel you're justified in, in, in being critical of that person, you know, uh, I, I, the left are horrible at this. They are horrible at this at uh you know somebody they they didn't like dies, and you know what's interesting? I was talking about soul sickness at the top of the hour there and and you know sort of a loss of spirituality and and faith in, in in America, and perhaps that's one of our biggest issues right now. It is funny how a lot of people who if you ask them would say they don't believe in heaven right or they don't believe in God, but they sure as hell believe in hell, don't they Because they want you to go there when you die if they don't like you. How many times have you heard some liberal idiot after some figure of note that was a conservative passes? Rotten hell, man. I think somebody about Rumsfeld said, I hope there's a place worse than hell. It's like, I thought you guys didn't believe in that heaven and hell stuff, but all of a sudden you do. That just gets tiresome to me. But that's to be expected. You know, the the, the the that's who they are. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty
0: five. The people always preaching tolerance are the most intolerant.
1: They really are, man. <laughs> they really are. Total hypocrisy. Total hypocrisy. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Here's Dale on line one. Dale, how are you?
0: Hey, Sean, first-time caller, long-time listener. God bless Uh, you. That guy that that called about the Iraq invasion thing couldn't have been more wrong. Saddam Hussein gas, mustard gas, thousands and thousands of Kurds. He had weapons of mass destruction. I was in the military. I, I saw the reports. He did have it. He was trying to develop nuclear weapons. So, yes, there was a reason to invade Iraq. He was killing people with with weapons of mass destruction. Mustard gas is technically a, a weapon of mass destruction. So that whole that whole cabal about not having weapons of mass destruction is a lie. And well, it you know. And I,
1: like I said, I didn't want to get into it and re re argue the Iraq War, you know, because uh, I, you know, was was in support of it uh, at least uh, based upon the reasoning that I heard at the time, uh, you know, uh, back in oh three, uh, you know. It, I think it was it was O three and uh, you know, but I don't want to re re argue the 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 war because Donald Rumsfeld passed. I, what I can't stand are the folks who, you know, very dogmatically hate his stinking guts and believe he was evil because he was a Republican. He worked for George Bush. Uh, they they right. they hang the Iraq War around his neck uh, and brave. then tap dance on his grave.
0: Right, he was brave. What he did, he he, he made hard decisions and. And I think he based it on the
1: the truth that he had in front of him. Right, I agree, man. All right, I appreciate the call, man. In other words, I don't think he went into a ra- when people say that we did it for oil. You know what I mean? Did we get any oil? <laughs> All right, no, we didn't. You know, and and that's the part of it that that you know kind of lost me. In other words, I don't think G.W. and uh, and and uh, Don Rumsfeld. The timing was a little interesting, yeah, but I don't think they did it for nefarious reasons. I, I felt that I, I do believe, honestly, that they went into Iraq uh, based upon genuine uh, reasoning uh, for doing so. Uh, so, I'm not going to I'm not going to reargue the Iraq War after all these years. To be honest with you, it's not not something I'm interested in whatsoever. I I, I do think they you know the one thing about Don Rumsfeld, and this is kind of what we keep coming back to is that his level of character compared to the people we have today, (laughs) come on, man. You know, the character of a guy like Don Rumsfeld compared to the character of a guy like Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Kamala Harris or Chuck Schumer or, or AOC for that matter, any of those scumbags. There's no comparison. I don't care what you think about the Iraq war, okay? He was of a different caliber than the folks we got running the circus right now. And not that there weren't clowns running things back then, there were. But now the clowns are the standard. <laughs> You know what I mean? Now the A-holes are the standard, uh, as far as our uh our our political class and our government class. 599 Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I know this is also gonna upset some of you, but and I've been kind of tracking this story for a few weeks now. But apparently, uh Indiana Jones five is gonna be a little late to the theaters because Harry Ford injured his shoulder a little worse, little more, little worse than we thought at first. Chris, he's got to have surgery. He was rehearsing a fight scene. He's seventy-eight freaking years of age. Is that damn James Bond movie ever going to come out? That's another one I've lost all interest in seeing. The 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 Daniel the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie uh, probably won't come out for another twenty years. But we're gonna have Indiana Jones five, uh, but it's gonna be about a you know, three months late. Harry, just sit down, man, and take a rest, man. Take a rest. Put the whip down and relax, man. Come on. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstock five fifty KTSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. News Talk five fifty KTSA. Yeah, I'm Sean. Don Morgan was just reporting that Elton John's piano, Piana, that he used during Live Aid is going up to auction. Right? That's right. Starting the bidding starts at a hundred thousand dollars.
2: Hundred and fifty thousand bucks is what the bidding is up to right now. Steinway.
1: It's a Steinway. Yeah, this is no slouch piano. This is not a Casio this, keyboard. This ain't no about. Casio. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. You think it's going to go about. up a little higher than? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I just to be so. a jerk, I like to. I like to like bid. Like, watch this, honey hundred and fifty thousand dollar in one dollar, you know, like a hundred and fifty and one dollar, right? Thousand dollars. See, I'm gonna get him with the one dollar baby. Two hundred and one thousand dollars. Watch this. I'm gonna get it.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then what do you do if you win, right?
1: Well, because you know, well, the thing would be funny because you know you wouldn't, right? Because you know right. the damn thing's gonna go higher. It's gonna be like a few freaking million dollars right. for, Probably. That Probably. Piano, Probably. for that piano you know? for that piano. So like when it gets a 500000 dollars. <laughs> I got it, baby. I got to just watch this. Why don't I
0: do and cents? <laughs> I'm gonna do five hundred
1: thousand and twenty five cents. It's. A, I've been watching The prices Right for decades, man. That's how they do
2: it. Could look great in my man cave. You could put it in a garage, baby. Covered with a blanket. Then
1: I'll learn how to play piano. Wouldn't that suck if somebody who Wouldn't that suck if somebody who had like a, if you, like if you had like a, uh, all the money in the world and you could actually buy that piano? Mm-hmm. But and then you buy it, you don't know how to play it, and so you do YouTube videos for yourself on Elton John's Beyond. <laughs> playing chopsticks, away, ding 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 ding, 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 ding 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 ding, playing hot cross buns, <laughs> hot cross buns. You know, like, see, you, look, look at the videos you could do playing like hot cross buns, yeah. chopsticks. Right. Here's a classic
2: called "Mary Had a Little Lamb."
1: Mary had a little lamb. You know, and sing off key and you, you know, you're playing it bad. Or, or, or better yet, like, you, you get like a, you, you, like, let's say I got a grandkid or a nephew or niece that's like, you know, five or six years of age and let them like bang on it and, you know. Or maybe just put stuff on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, my garage, stuff just ends up being stacked on other stuff, right? You know, like we got a desk out there, it's got three layers of stuff stacked on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you got you had the money to buy Elton John's piano, it's in the garage.
2: You like my coffee there's like a, there's table? Like a, there's,
1: like a, there's like a there's like a fern on it, you know, right? Right, or a, bu- or a couple of boxes. Oh yeah, Elton John's piano. It's uh, it's
2: on the garage, underneath the Christmas
1: decorations. It's under the Christmas decorations <laughs> over there. If you move that box, you can see it.
2: <laughs> Would that oh, be terrible? No. <laughs> Left a couple of candy canes in there, and they melted uh, all over the Elton John
1: piano. Melted all over the strings there and the keys. The keys don't work anymore because of the candy canes. Built my with paint all over. Yeah, and then my kid carved her name into the uh, wood there. But yeah, it's all right. Actually, she was writing booger, and she uh, <laughs> carved it into the piano there. But we got it right over there. That's Elton John's piano.
0: That one leg belongs to the cat.
1: Like Elton John would have you assassinated. you know what I mean? Right. Just fun stuff that I think of. 210
2: <laughs> Well, i want to bid on the piano now just to see what happens.
1: <laughs> $520,000. Yep. And Don Morgan, $525,000. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, big guy, five hundred and thirty thousand dollars. All right,
2: Although I get to do a bidding war with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know,
1: <laughs> I don't know why that reminds me of when Lauren Michaels was trying to get the Beatles reunited for like two hundred bucks <laughs> back in the day. You know, what I mean? it,
2: was, it was three thousand. Was it three thousand? Yeah.
1: I'll give you three thousand yeah. dollars. I'll give you $220,000 for that piano. <laughs> All right. Uh so I guess I should take a call. We've got Adam on line one. once us talk about Rumsfeld. Also, Bill Cosby is free. You know, he, hey, 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 he's going home today. They couldn't have found something better for him to wear. You know, they had to just toss him a T-shirt and a pair of sweats. Here's Adam. Adam, how you doing?
0: I am doing fantastic, Sean. Thank you. You know, before when somebody died, it didn't matter Republican or Democrat. They would at least respect uh, their passing. You know, they've become so uh, hateful and closed-minded. You know, uh, crazy Uncle Joe's have he's fighting for the soul of the nation.
2: Oh, God. You know, these
0: these uh, hateful hypocrites—they don't have a soul. You know, if you, their message is if you if you don't hate America, if you're not disgusted by the flag, you're some kind of a uh, Trump-supporting racists. You know that ugly-ass girl throwing the hammer? They should tell her, go join uh, Black Lives Matter, somewhere where you fit in. I think she already
1: is, man. I think she already is a member of that. But, uh, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. The trendy thing right now is to be hating on America. The trendy thing. And, uh, yeah, that whole idea... That America sucks, and we're just inherently racist and oppressive, you know. And then you get yahoos who start throwing the word colonial around, and that makes me want to barve. The trendy word right now is systemic racism, except not for when Barack Obama was president. And then it took some time off. Then the system went right back to being racist for another four years now it's sort of racist, sort of not because we got a black chick as the vice president, so the, that part of the system isn't racist, but the all the other parts are and, uh, and the people who you know uh, who claim to really just hate this country, whether it 's a hammer throwing weirdo or whatever the hell, or any given you know member of the Hollywood elite or you know any average liberal pew who just have this dim view of America, they all live here, baby, and they all live off the opportunities. That this country presents, I think one of the, I knew a guy years ago we're not friends anymore because he was kind of a jerk, oddly enough, but you ever know, you ever run into somebody who lives in this country and and they refer to themselves as being an anarchist you ever run into an like an American anarchist I'm an anarchist I don't believe in laws, and yet they live here they, they've never actually had to live in an actual state that's what gets me about antiva okay they, they're they consider themselves total anarchists. There are anarchists and communists and socialists who have never had to live in an anarchist state or a socialist state or a communist. In other words, it's very easy to be an American communist. (laughs) You can still hit the Walmart, the Starbucks, right? Still get an Uber ride. Do whatever you want and just call yourself a communist or an anarchist. You know, if you want to impress me and you think you're a communist or a socialist, go live in an actual socialist society. Then you'll impress me. 210 599 at Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News Traffic and Weather Station Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, five minutes after, uh, or five minutes after ten. I almost said five minutes after one. Ten fifty one. I need a week off, man. I'm taking. I'm, I'm going to be off next week, taking a week off. My kids coming down from Colorado or Saturday night. Don't know if we'll go to Elotes to see the fireworks, or if we'll just walk around the neighborhood. Huh? <laughs> that doesn't go on in my neighborhood, actually. Nobody sets off fireworks in my neighborhood ever. It doesn't happen because we're law-abiding citizens in my neighborhood. Right. We're good people. We're honest people. Those who are complaining are just, it's just an illusion. They're just making that stuff up, you know, because they want to get on next door. Okay, I'm just telling you.
2: They're hallucinating.
1: They're not, There, nobody lights off fireworks in my neighborhood
0: ever. Those aren't fireworks. Those are fireworks
2: prevention. They're shot off to blow up the actual fireworks.
1: That's what I was going to say. Um, so I don't know yet.
2: <laughs> the neighborhood you live in, I, in my neighborhood, there's a, in uh, my subdivision, <laughs> they have a Facebook group where right. they discuss the goings-on. Usually it's just right. idle gossip for the most part. Right. Um, and whenever, like, uh, like, I think it was around New Year's Eve, it must have been, um, somebody, you're not supposed to let off fireworks in Cibolo. Somebody <laughs> sets them <laughs> off.
1: Yeah. <and> they, <laughs>
2: they parked in the middle of the street and sets them off. And it was probably five seconds after that happened, somebody was on that Facebook page,
1: I'm calling the cops! I don't know what I think about those neighborhood <laughs> websites, you know what I mean? It was just so funny. Well, that is. but
2: Every know. other post on there is, hey, Don's chasing the Mr. Softy They're truck. Die, you look a big idiot chasing the Mr. Softy truck again.
1: In mine, it's, uh, you know, hey, that weird guy with the black nail polish is sitting in his car again in the driveway. By himself. By himself. He's been there for hours. Listening to
0: Johnny Cash real loud. <laughs> He's arguing, but he's alone.
1: <laughs> that happens. Right. He's arguing, but he's... You know, I don't know. The, the neighborhood... Because my wife checks those out. The, the one that we're on a lot. Right. Usually, cause if she sees a stray animal, you know, she right. wants to try to find out who the who, who the animal belongs to. Right. But they probably... I've never been on it, but I guess there probably is a lot of gossip and stuff, you know. Yeah.
2: Stray right. child.
1: Stray child. <laughs> That's terrible.
2: I've taken to calling it Karen book.
1: Karen book. <laughs>
2: What's happening on Karen? Are they
1: ever going to mow their lawn? Right, a lot of that. I can that. see my property values going down by the week. It's rained twice. Are they, That was us. You know, our, our grass got about knee high because yeah. we can't fix our lawnmower. So we were the bad neighbors in the cul-de-sac for just a little while because we, oh, right. we couldn't get our lawn mowed. And finally, we found a guy to mow our lawn. They must be cooking meth in that house. They must be meth heads because they're unconcerned about their own lawn.
0: Well, it's probably the guy who owns a landscape
1: business. Turn in his neighbors in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can't believe that radio guy won't cut his freaking lawn. Here's Send, my card. Here's,
2: here's my, my, card. my <laughs> card. Send that off to the HOA. <laughs> That's the other thing too. They're constantly complaining about the HOA on that. Are they really? Nazis?
1: You know, (laughs) I don't. You know, I don't. We don't see the HOA in my neighborhood. I think they're too afraid of all of us. We we don't we don't the HOA. We never see any HOA people in my neighborhood. I don't know why that is, but (laughs) maybe that's what I'll
2: start doing from
1: now on. What?
2: You know, the next time I see them walking by, oh, you don't like I left my garbage can out for another day, did you? Well.
1: I'll come unhinged. I'll Yeah, co- I'm a co- I'm a I'm a dude on the edge. Look at my lawn. You know.
2: Well, Mr. Morgan, your lawn is finally manicured. That's because I like it that way, not because it's the way you want it to be. So back yeah, off. I did it by choice. My way or the highway, pal.
1: I don't know why we never seen any HOA people in my neighborhood. Maybe somebody you know they're just afraid. I don't know. Could be. So
0: my lawn identifies as a
2: forest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, I'm definitely going to use that.
1: My huh? lawn identifies as African grasslands, okay, and that's just why it's a little long. All right, right.
2: It wants to be the Amazon jungle. Leave it alone. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. What's your trash can identifying as? <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Food poisoning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl. <laughs> Yeah. my, my trash can's it. a maggot farm it's horrible my wife is constantly at war with the maggots right. because i just throw crap in there you know food and stuff i don't care what ongoing
0: it is science project
1: it is it's yeah. an ongoing science project it's the sean rhyme of petri my, dish my, my my trash can has given rise to new life forms <laughs> that never existed on planet earth before I'm trying to develop something to fight covid well I, I just i'm just saying i saw a dragonfly with a dog face the other day oh, the dog's okay. face so i don't it's you know it's yes. like the thing, remember that? You know, right. like stuff comes out of my sure. trash can that just starts sprouting tentacles.
0: Except it flew by and said, what are you looking at? It's <laughs> 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 <sighs> <sighs> right. a f- dragonfly home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have hood insects in my yard in my, yard and my neighborhood. <laughs> Even the squirrels are hood, you know.
0: Don't make me go stink bug on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Squirrels, don't watch me hide my nuts. Ah. Don't, don't you touch t- my nuts. Don't you touch my nuts. I bear them where I want to. The mitts off my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we have hood squirrels.
0: <laughs>
1: we got a couple of hood owls now. So we got hood owls now at this point. Oh, you know, awesome. Hood time. Hood man. Hood. Who come up in the valley, flew up here to get some squirrels.
2: Who cares? Where's that Tootsie Pop? I want to know how many licks.
1: <laughs> hoot, hoot, bang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually have a couple of hoot owls, man. I'm waiting for, like, one of the dogs to disappear, or maybe they'll carry me off, with but... Bang. Uh, all right, well, that's a stupid show.
0: You flying up, Bang.
1: <laughs> we have hood, hood owls, man. God. <laughs> <laughs> we did. My wife and I heard them the other night. We they, they don't sound like normal owls. It sounded like dudes out there going, hoot, hoot, <laughs> hoot. All the dogs in the neighborhood are going crazy. I'm an owl, I see. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. Sexual Aid. Thanks for Don. Thanks for, for Trey. Hoot, hoot. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.